Welcome to the Adopting Joy podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Joy Ryan. It's my passionate mission to share inspirational insights, actionable tips, tools, and techniques that you can apply immediately so you can create your best life. Sample topics include dealing with difficult people, how to get motivated and stay motivated, and transforming your struggles into success. If you're looking to create a more free and fulfilling life filled with greater happiness, health, and healing, you've come to the right place. My goal is to help you love your life. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. When change comes your way, you're feeling scared and your spirit is in shreds. Ask yourself what change might need to occur in you. Whatever the outside circumstances, we can change from the inside. In the midst of turmoil, we can still be calm. It's not, it's not always easy, believe me. Um, but there's a quote I want to share with all of you. Actually, I have two quotes that I want to share along the idea of uh, change. The first one is by John A. Simone Sr. He said, if you're in a bad situation, don't worry, it'll change. If you're in a good situation, don't worry, <laughs> it'll change. And I like this one by Rosa Luxemburg. Those who do not move do not notice their chains. And I think that sometimes it can actually be easier to stay in the chains that we sometimes don't even notice until the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. One thing that I would recommend, you know, when you are going to be going through some change or you're in the middle of it is ask for guidance from friends and family members whose opinions you value. And if you're spiritual, ask for direction from the creator. I believe God doesn't give up on us, yet sometimes we give up on him. So focus on seeking solutions. You're capable of tremendous transformation, especially when you're going through some changes. I've seen it happen in my life. I know it can happen for you. I believe every talent that we possess, every challenge and obstacle is meant to drive us to our God-given destiny. And yes, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose and you have a destiny. Sometimes change is just the wake-up call we need to take us off that endless, mindless treadmill where we're frayed, frazzled, and going nowhere. And, and you know what that's like. American writer and retired pediatric surgeon, Bernie Siegel, Bernie S. Siegel, says it best. 
Diseases can be our spiritual flat tires. Disruptions in our lives that seem to be disasters at the time, but end by redirecting our lives in a meaningful way. And this is so true because years ago, May 2nd, 1991, I was actually diagnosed with cancer. And I was very fortunate. I was stage zero. So if there's any stage that you want to be, that's the one. And uh, it was actually colon cancer. And one of the reasons I share that is as a woman, people assume that it was breast cancer and it wasn't. And uh, colon cancer does not run in my family. So I was very fortunate. I didn't have to have any chemo or radiation because it was caught so early. But um, I will say, you know, it was a wake-up call. And it was what got me into speaking and coaching and uh, out of the work that I had been doing before. I'd been an advertising executive and I'd been in, in sales and management in that role, but I knew I didn't want to stay in it. So I'm, I'm sure that for you too, looking back, you can think of some changes that you went through, which weren't fun at the time, but they got you out of those chains that you didn't even notice. They got you out of your inertia. You know, and I, I think that sometimes we're given challenges on purpose to change our lives. You know, I also think that um, if, if you're not changing, you're not living, you're just existing. Change is challenging, but I also think that it can be fun. I also would say that for all of us, the goal isn't to survive Rather, it's to thrive. And I really believe in that. Not being a survivor, you know, whether it's of cancer or a divorce or um, maybe for you it's a financial issue or other stressors in your life, taking care of an aging parent or um, a wayward child, even if they're an adult. But I just think the key is to go from surviving to thriving. Now, if you turn on the television, you know, it, it really doesn't matter when it is or what year it is. You know, a lot of the talk is about surviving the storm or surviving whatever. Um, you know, negative news is what sells. And that's why a lot of the news that's on is negative. And, you know, even though times are good right now economically, that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't go through hard times in one way or another. Uh, you know, it could be a marriage or an engagement that doesn't last. Uh, the young adult who doesn't get into the college that they wanted, or maybe they can't afford college. Uh, good friends that are moving away. I have a very close friend who's going to be moving uh, far, far away. Family members passing away. You know, maybe you didn't get a deserved promotion. Maybe it was job loss. Or maybe you run your own business and you're, you're just getting impatient. You know, maybe things just aren't happening at a fast enough clip for you. So I think um, 
managing change, I like to say managing change is a necessary life skill. In life, to be successful, we must anticipate the unexpected and be open to change. We must be willing to readjust. Now, as you know, the title of this podcast, Adopting Joy, actually came about because of my beloved rescued dog, Joy, and how she forever transformed my life. And I had her for almost 16 glorious years. And she wasn't a small dog. She was uh, between about 45 and 50 pounds and a Heinz 57, I think a little Shepherd, maybe a little Rhodesian Ridgeback. Uh, definitely a lot of, um, I would say probably Greyhound or Whippet because that girl could run like there was, <laughs> there was no tomorrow. And, you know, it's interesting to see ourselves and others and how they don't always like change. Well, here's an interesting example. Um, I used to take my dog everywhere. And, you know, maybe some of you are the same way or like me, you had a dog that you took everywhere. So Joy was comfortable on elevators because she had traveled so much with me and had, st and had stayed in so many hotels and motels. But that wasn't always the case. The first few times she rode in an elevator, she froze in place. She clung to the floor and would have dug in her heels if she could have gotten away with it. She didn't bark. And I will be a mom who brags, you know, she was a really good girl. So she didn't bark, but I could tell it was new for her and she was not comfortable with the strange movements. Uh, as time went on, she was fine with elevators. She learned the routine. You know, she knew that they would go up and down and the, the strange shaking didn't bother her. Well, while she was alive, we actually stayed at a beautiful Hyatt in, it was either Palm Springs or Palm Desert, California. Yeah, she, she led the life and they allowed dogs. So um, it was this big, splashy, beautiful hotel. It had fountains and, you know, some palm trees um, outside, obviously, but also in. I mean, just, just you know, high ceilings, uh, floor-to-ceiling windows. It was just beautiful. And there were glass elevators. So I thought, well, she rides in all the other elevators. Why not take her in this one? And of course, you know, it would go down to the lobby and it would come right to where when you get out, there's the lobby on one side and a restaurant on the other. So what did I do? I took her into the glass elevator and when she got in it, she turned around and was completely taken aback while looking down as the elevator started to move. Now, it was funny because she'd never been in a glass elevator. So this was a new experience. So she seemed fine. Now, what's funny is I'm not certain who was more shocked, her at being in a glass elevator or the rather stuffy patrons in the restaurant who were gawking up at her, 
you know, because here they are seeing this dog in a glass elevator, wondering, I'm sure, what a dog was doing in this elegant elevator in this beautiful location. Rest assured, Joy did not go into the restaurant. Did she adjust to the glass elevators, especially after riding in them for two days? Yes. You know, she was okay at first, but she got to where um, she was really, you know, quite comfortable. Um, I did find that she preferred looking toward the door and not looking out the windows of the glass elevator, you know, which is not much different than some humans I know. Not everybody's comfortable with heights, but she adjusted to that change. So if a dog can do it, so can we. I love German poet, playwright, novelist, and philosopher, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe's quote on change. He said, everything is hard before it is easy. And this is so true because you and I know there's always a learning curve. Often we don't want to do the work or make the effort to make the change. Because let's face it, you know, if we're truly honest with ourselves, change involves work. It involves effort. And we don't always want to do that. Then there's the fear of the unknown thrown into the mix. Now, in my book, Secrets Your Boss Isn't Telling You, I discuss in detail successfully navigating change, overcoming perfectionism, and just overall bouncing back higher from adversity. Speaking of change, at the time that I wrote the book, my last name was Kettenhofen. But I think I mentioned in a prior podcast that I recently changed my last name to Ryan, and I won't go into uh, why, but I, I talk about that and how I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I knew it was going to be a lot of effort, but I also knew that um, I was highly motivated and I was willing to do the work and I was willing to make the effort. Also, my new book, Adopting Joy, Hope, Happiness, and the Healing Power of a Puppy, that book is launching in the spring and uh, I knew writing that book would be a lot of work and I knew it would be a big effort, but I so believe in the messages. One of the messages, um, you know, if you can adopt a rescue, whether it's a dog, a cat, you really make a difference because when you adopt an animal from a shelter, you're not just saving one life, but you're saving two because you're making room for another one to come into the shelter. So it's just something to uh, consider. But I also talk in uh, the book about, you know, sometimes in adopting joy, the emotion, in my case, it was the dog and the emotion, you know, how do you adopt joy and go through a lot of change when everything's not going so great? And I actually have a chapter in the book titled The Joy of Mastering Change. Because it's real easy to talk about um, being happy, you know, when you can look back and everything worked out and, and things are going well. But 
What about sometimes when they're not? You know, what are some surefire strategies for us humans, not just joy, learning to adjust to elevators, but for us in surviving life's storms and tackling tough times? So I want to give you some tips that have worked for me that I now want to share with you. And these are some that, uh, this kind of gives you a sneak peek at my book, Adopting Joy, because some of these are taken from that chapter. Number one, take action when there's something you're supposed to do. Fear can paralyze us. And when we're going through times of uncertainty, it can be easy to think, oh, what's the use? And to get so stressed that we freeze. You know, fear can be so paralyzing that sometimes even though we know we're supposed to do something, we don't even know where to start. So, you know, even just taking baby steps, just taking one step. Um, one thing that I will also say, it's imperative to do what we don't feel like doing. Because if you wait until you feel good, sometimes you're not going to take any form of action. And, you know, action can be taken sometimes in small steps. It can be reading a book that you're going to, you know, that you think is going to motivate you or just any book that you can learn from. It can be taking a class. It can be attending a seminar to hone your skills. Um, it could be even something creative. You know, maybe with all the change going on in your life, you need to do something that's, that's fun for you. So maybe it would be taking a jewelry making class, just something that's going to help you develop your skills. The old saying used to be to earn more, learn more. I would say today that to keep your job or to stay in your business, if you own your own business, you must learn more and do more than ever before. So expand your knowledge base. Get training in new areas. Consider taking up a hobby that can be parlayed into um, a paying job, you know, preferably your passion. No one can ever take away your education. I'll also say as part of number one being taking action, know when it's time to step back. Because sometimes maybe you need to step back, take a break, and just evaluate. Number two, be service-oriented. Ask for feedback and listen especially if you're in sales, which is my background. And by the way, if you're self-employed like I am, I do a lot of speaking, I do personal coaching. Um, if you're really a business owner um, or you're in customer service, you're almost always in sales. Even if you're a manager, you know, you're in the position of um, getting your people to perform even better. So really, life is a series of sales situations. You know, I think that the workplace, whether you work for somebody else or you're in business for yourself, I think that it's become 
so competitive that to keep your job or if you want a promotion or to stay in business, you need to deliver now more than ever the best product or service in your field. Go the extra mile. How do you do that? Here's something that I do. Ask your customers for feedback. On a scale of one to 10, how would they rate your product or service? And what, if anything, what, if anything, do they think needs to be improved? Don't be afraid to take the risk and ask for feedback. Listen to the answer and act on it. Right now, some well-known companies are losing enormous amounts of money. It's partly due to bad management, complacency, and not keeping up with the demands of the marketplace. You know, I can think of, well, I'm not going to mention the names, but I can think of two organizations that are looking to blame outside circumstances. Instead, they should be looking on the inside because they weren't service-oriented and they didn't change with the times. So ask for feedback, listen, and then develop a plan. If right now the big change that you're going through is, you know, maybe you have a rocky relationship, don't be afraid to ask that person for their feedback. You know, if, if you could do anything better in their eyes, what would it be? And by the way, if, if there's somebody where you already get an earful of that and, and they seem to complain constantly, <laughs> you know, maybe turn the question around and ask them what, what do they think would be the best solution? You know, what do they think that you could do better? And hopefully they're open to feedback as well. Number three, and this is a hard one sometimes, stop complaining. And maybe this isn't you. Maybe this is a coworker. I say this with reverence and respect, but yes, you have to give up excessive complaining about how awful everything is and stop making excuses. Now, I will say, have your time to piss and moan. I definitely believe in healthy venting and in getting things out of your system because if you don't get it out of your system, it's going to fester and it's only going to get worse. So it's okay to piss and moan. Just have a plan for how you are then going to come up with a solution. So it's okay to complain, but complain with perspective. What are some of your solutions? I will say too that there's a certain amount of sensationalism and adrenaline in complaining. So I think we've all been guilty of that. There's also people who are pot stirs and have a desire for dissension. Stirring up trouble is deeply woven into the fabric of their being. And you probably know people like this and you usually can't do much when it's when it's somebody else. But more often than not, uh, we or they, 
complain because it's easier than taking the risk of working to attain whatever it is that they want or we want. So sometimes it's just easier to complain. So notice if that's something that you've been doing to excess, or do you think you're the kind of person where you do keep the complaining in check, you keep it in perspective, and then you look for solutions. Change and risk involve time, effort, patience, sometimes money, and maybe even ridicule, because not everybody is going to be happy with the changes and the risks that you're taking. I think sometimes that's what can hold us back. We worry too much about if we do make the change and we do master it, what are people going to think? Also in navigating change, there's a learning curve. So I talked about patience. We might make mistakes. Perhaps you've seen the formula E plus R equals O. The E stands for the event. The R stands for response or reaction. And the O stands for outcome. So I realize this is probably something that you've heard before. You can't always control the event or the change or the other person, but you do have control over the outcome based on how you respond or react. So you can't change the circumstances and you can't always change other people, but you can change yourself. And if you're a spiritual person, ask your creator to help you in making those changes. Because sometimes things can be done supernaturally when we're trying to do everything in our own power and strength. If you're in a situation you don't like, you do have options. Either work to make it what you want, change the part of you that needs changing, or both. If neither works, it may be time to move on. So like I said, don't complain endlessly, admire other people in your unhappiness. It's been said that attitudes are more contagious than colds and flu. Ultimately, remember your attitude will determine your altitude. In closing, I would like to share with you two quotes. The first one is by actress and comedian Carol Burnett. She said, I have always grown from my problems and challenges, from the things that don't work out. That's when I've really learned. And from Karen Patel, Indian television actor, I don't go by or change my attitude based on what people say. At the end of the day, they too are judging me from their perspective. I would rather be myself and let people accept me for what I am than be somebody who I am not just because I want other people's approval. So keep that in mind as you are adjusting 
and going after your dreams and making your own changes. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. Please, if you haven't already subscribed to the Adopting Joy podcast, please do and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at adoptingjoy underscore. That's at adoptingjoy, J-O-Y, and the underscore symbol. On Twitter, at adoptingjoy. I'm also on Facebook, at Colleen Joy Ryan, the one in the U.S. Thank you. Thank you.